Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask. Say the word and I'll be there. Just ask. You know the greatest things in life. I'll come in a pair They say hindsight's 2020, But that ain't far enough behind me So if you want the sweetest honey I think hindsight's 1990 There's no need to pretend I got a hand I can land Cause when you really need a friend Just ask Shit 90 shows taught me Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Ooh, Jess, like I love that you did the intro like that, but back at my house, we do it a little bit differently, so I thought that maybe we can do it my way, if you don't mind. Okay, sure. How was your way of introducing the podcast? Go ahead. (laughs) Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. Um, starring me, Sarah, and just a little bit. She's here. She's here, <laughs> but she not 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 as good as not as good as as uh, as my intro, your intro. <laughs> Maybe we're talking uh, we're talking Christmas in February. A little bit a little bit late to the holiday, but that's okay. Um, it's snowing outside currently for me, so that, that works. You know, it it works. Holiday um, season, but do yeah. but do. Tis the season, um, but we are not alone. We are joined by a very special guest today, um, someone whom I am just meeting, but Sarah is extremely familiar with. So Sarah, would you like to introduce our guest? I am thrilled to honor my bestie, Michelle. Shelly, I call her Shells. Who do you want? What do you want to go by today? Well, last week you introduced me as Shelly from the, no, Michelle from the streets. Michelle from the streets. So <laughs> kind of like, I do not come from a podcast, so I come from the streets. You come from, yeah, like, you know, kind of like Jenny from the blog, but Michelle from the streets. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Michelle's been my best friend since a really long time. A long time, yeah. long time. We've known each other since high school. Well, middle no, school. No, even before then. Middle school, yeah. Uh, well, you, it's the same town. If we knew of each other. Yeah. So, like, do you remember, like, us first meeting? Because I feel like you I do. I do. I have a very I, clear picture in my head. We, it was like band practice. The two elementary schools came together to practice together. And Sarah was wearing a survivor uh, buff. 
She doesn't remember this. It was Survivor Australia. No, it was a Survivor shirt. It was a shirt? I remember it, shirt. it as a buff. Yeah. So, yeah, really cool. Really cool. And then were you like, okay, in like 20 years, I'm going to be hanging out with this loser. I mean, I didn't think you were a loser because I was watching Survivor and I thought it was cool you had a buff, although T-shirt. But I remember it as a buff. I think that's important. Well, yeah. So but I am just like so happy that you're here. I'm happy that, you know, we once had a dream of having our own podcast. We did. Together. We didn't get it together, though. So. We didn't. We Good didn't job. What would your podcast have been about? It was just going to be like banter. I think. But didn't we also have like we also came up with the idea of like ranking things like. Well, that was more recent. Well, because we, we started ranking things like. So like Michelle and I love like when a new album comes out like specifically oh, right. the Taylor whole Swift album yeah situation. specifically Taylor Swift specifically Got it. so like we like rank the songs in order and then we compare right and then like typically we have opposite opinions in most all things yeah so it was it's always it's always like oh wait you like this song because that's actually last on my list yeah so that was, I think, like what it was going to be about. But then Shit 90 Shows Taught Me started and... You guys took off. Uh, you yeah. got it together much faster than we did. Yeah, I mean, like, and there were some ops, but we're okay now. We've gone through it. Some ops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was a little bit of disappointment, but we're fine. Like, Is that what fine. ops means? Like opposition. Oh, I'm we- not opposed. Oh, okay, good. Amazing. So she's a supporter. <laughs> I am a supporter. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming this on. This is my first podcast ever. Oh my gosh. You're going to become a star. This is going to be the starting point. Maybe. Michelle. It's also the first time I've been asked on a podcast. So thanks, guys. We're honored one to for have one. you. Um, Michelle, were you always a Boy Meets World fan? I, I remember watching it on TJIF. Um, yeah, I remember watching it from the beginning. With like full, I think it was more of a Full House fan uh, because Michelle, we had the same name, so I thought that was cool. But but yeah, I like Boy Meets Worlds. Yeah, were That's you good. like a Sean? Were you a Corey and Eric? Um, like between the guys, you mean? Yeah, because like I was who, always a Topanga fan. You're a number one Topanga fan. If you had to pick one of the guys. Mm. Or none of the above, because they all kind of stick. Honestly, I think none of the above. Oh, if I had to, if I had to pick, probably Corey. Yeah. Are you? What about Zaddy Allen? Who's that? Allen, the dad. Oh, oh. <laughs> um. No, no, probably not Allen. I know you I guys feel like are. Allen you... in his like dad robe was like it this episode. I don't know something about the dad robe. I don't even. Me. I mean, I don't even remember him wearing a robe. That's how little yeah, I pay he, attention to he's him. Making his like model airplanes. He was like, very I, oh much, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You know. You're like Alan's incredibly uninteresting to well, me. Well, I think because when I watch Boy Meets World, I feel like it takes me back to like when I was a kid and Alan as a dad's like so much older. That's yeah. the great part, though, about watching these shows as, like, 30-year-old women is that you're just like, oh, like, now I can, like, be all about the dads. I guess. I mean, I appreciate him as a dad, I think, but I think I still would pick Corey. Yeah. I just think that, like, we'll watch, we'll come back to Boy Meets World again when we're, like, retired, and then we'll be like, oh, Mr. Feeney. Mr. Feeney. <laughs> <laughs> The perks of aging. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like he's Grandpa Chic. That's without a doubt. Yeah. I don't know if I'd say Chic. Oh well, he tries. Grandpa Classic. 
a classic grandpa. Okay, he is a classic handsome man. Yeah, yeah, I can see classically. It. I can see yeah, it. like I think like the Bostonian slash British accent <laughs> is what like really gets me going. Yeah. Um. So I had asked you both before we started recording what you were drinking because I saw something that looked semi like a champagne or champagne mimosa type of situation. But explain to me what are in those beautiful wine glasses. We are drinking OJ with grapefruit juice. Oh, is it good? Is it as it's good, good. as described to that? It's really good. I think that Corey was just being ridiculous. Difficult. He didn't even taste it. Oh, yeah. no, he did taste it. Well, yeah, he was like, what's wrong? What's wrong with this? I, it's delicious. There is nothing wrong with this. There are two grapefruits between our two cups, and it's a very subtle taste. You can't really yeah. taste the grapefruit. The orange in the orange juice definitely takes front and center. Interesting. Yeah. I really, I'm not a big fan of grapefruit in general, and I don't like orange juice unless it's for a mimosa. So, oh, so you might not like it. We don't have any champagne in it today. I, I don't know. I don't know why, because we didn't have it, but... Um, but I feel like it would be delicious. And I just think that he was being very ridiculous. Also, I remember when I was in, um, Israel, I discovered the cocktail grapefruit juice, tequila. That's a Paloma. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I Grenadine. It, so I looked it up to see if orange juice and grapefruit juice was a thing. And I just got like a bunch of recipes for Palomas. Oh, well, I was really vibing with that drink. Of course, like I was like, this is like an authentic Israeli <laughs> delicacy. And it's like, oh, it's a Paloma. Sorry. But, no, 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 no. It's totally <laughs> fine. It's like the time when I was talking to my friend in college and I was like, she was like, do you want to try this like Indian cocktail? And I was like, yeah, of course. And she was like, OK, so it is vodka and orange juice. And I was like. Oh, so you mean um, a, screwdriver. a screwdriver? A screwdriver. That happened in the office. Michael yeah. Scott called it a um, orange vodka or something. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. He called it something ridiculous. And then there's another episode where he's like, here, I call it a one of everything. Yeah. It's like one of every type of liquor. It's like uh, and that's what, like a thing. Long Island iced tea? Yeah, but except it had like literally every type of liquor. And then Meredith drinks and it and she's else. like, this is great. Oh, yeah. my God. I think that I would die. I still tried gin the other day, and it still made me want to. Real, just gin plain or like a it's gin and tonic? No. So Christy, my friend Christy came over who listens to the podcast, and it was a delightful drink, but she loves gin, and I still cannot, like, it turns my stomach. Oh. And Did you I, have a bad experience with it? I think that, like, when we were, like, teens, like, she must have been, like, giving me gin, and I probably threw up a ton. Oh. And a gin and tonic? Have you ever had a gin and tonic? No, I haven't. A gin and tonic in the summer is so good. Mm. Well, I like tonic with other stuff, but I don't think I like gin. Gin, I don't like. It's okay, it's but it's just piece. not tequila. Yeah, to I be mean, honest it's with not. you, it I just like tequila. Not. It's just not. Let's talk about a very Topanga Christmas. Yeah, so we're talking season five, episode eleven, a very Topanga Christmas. Um, such an interesting episode. I'm really excited to talk through some of the differences and traditions between Topanga and Corey in this episode. Um, and we start off with Eric and Alan putting up the Christmas tree, and it's like one of those silver aluminum trees. Disgusting. Um, it was hideous, honestly. Shelly, I don't know if you if you celebrate Christmas or not. I do. Okay, so what type of tree do you traditionally get? So I have always had a fake tree. 
Okay. I continue but it, that the tradition. That when looks it's real, or is it like this aluminum thing? Oh no, it's a re- it's a fake looking green tree. Got it. Okay. Not aluminum. You know, some people have like the pink ones, the silver yes. ones. Yeah, not one of those. Yeah. So I, for my entire childhood, we always had real trees. Um, and then it was like maybe two years ago that I got, we got our fake tree and now it's kind of like, depending on the year, sometimes we'll get a real one. Sometimes we'll get a fake one. The nice thing about having the fake one is that you can put it up as early as like December 1st and you don't have to worry about it dying. But ours is the same. It's like a green, it looks like a real tree. This I thought was hideous. Oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. I kind of have, well, my Hanukkah bush is a flocked tree, which is like a green tree, but it has like, it's flocked with fake white snow. Yeah. Oh. So you got a new one, right? I had to get a new one because I broke mine. So I had, so finally, like I splurged for, there was like this great, like $60 Walmart flocked tree, but it was my second in two years and i had to get a third so i finally splurged for a more expensive tree that's still flocked um do they make a mess i feel like the flocked trees yeah it's a fucking it's a mess it's horrible <laughs> yeah so i don't it's, want that. it's horrible yeah i've had to even if you shake it outside which i've done before it still makes a mess and then when you clean it up there's still a mess yeah it's a mess but also, I'm like a big Christmas glitter decorator. Like all oh, of my, no. all of my like decorations have glitter. So oh. it's, 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 it's a, it's horrible for Christmas. But it's sparkly. You and just beautiful. do one big vacuum January first. Yeah, I'm constantly, constantly vacuuming. So we have they're decorating this tree, and uh, we find out that Topanga is going to be staying overnight for Christmas. Um, and so Corey has some requests. He asks Eric, please don't run naked down the hall and sing We Wish You a Merry Christmas. I think that's She's reasonable. Like, I do it because people expect me to do it now. <laughs> uh, I think it's reasonable to not ask that. But also, like, is it just underwear? Is it like a... He said like naked. A, I think he said naked. naked. Yeah, he said mm-hmm. naked. Naked means naked. Naked means nothing. All right, so is this a reasonable request? Because I feel like this is going to be like kind of the theme of this episode. Like, yeah. is this reasonable or is this excessive? This is completely I think reasonable. reasonable. Compromise, just like the theme of the episode. Maybe he puts on a pair of boxers and does it. Yes. I, I, I like that. Yes, Shelly. Yes, this makes sense. At least throw on some boxers, throw on some gym shorts, hide the stuff, you know? I agree. Hide the, the junk. yeah like maybe like not even shirtless because we know that Corey's a little sensitive about that too so maybe like the boxers and like a tank top yeah and so he says he says to Alan like I know you're too old to like change at this point so just say excuse me when you do it and it's like are they taking turns just like running down the hall naked in their house (laughs) like poor Morgan is probably scarred for life I kind of imagine like do you, I don't know he I I wasn't thinking that also Alan ran around the house naked I thought like he was asking like like bodily noises yeah bodily noises oh, and like at maybe. least excuse yeah I think me. that's how I took it too oh thank god okay good I just took it the wrong way then um and so then Corey shows Eric what he got to Panga for Christmas and he got her wait for it a promise ring. I love it. Of course okay. you do. So, Shells, like, are you pro or anti promise ring? Because 
Um, obviously, think- Jess and I disagree. I mean, are promise yeah. rings still a thing? I feel like in the 90s when we were growing up, promise rings were a thing. But I don't know. I guess I'm I'm indifferent about it. I was never in a situation where I would have been given a promise ring. I think that they're a really sweet gesture. I was given a promise ring. Oh. Um, but also I had to like beg for the promise ring. And I remember freaking <laughs> Drew. When I first brought up the idea of a promise ring, he was like, What's a promise ring? Like he was acting like he didn't know what a promise ring was. Yeah. And then I told Ava, my sister-in-law, and she was like, Drew knows what a promise ring is. <laughs> Harry gave me a promise ring. He was yeah. duping me. I mean, because but he maybe didn't do it. maybe he just didn't. He didn't make the connection. Get, he d- no, he he's did a not want to. No, he doesn't. See I'm the giving him the benefit of the doubt. You know the truth. You okay. Know. He did not want to commit to giving me a. So promise you're ring. pro promise ring. Of course, I'm pro promise ring. I have I have my second promise ring because my first one I lost at college. Uh, but I have my that's not a good sign. My second. Are you gonna get it? Yeah, I'm gonna. Sh- it's ugly as heck. Oh, I can't wait to see it. So you are yeah. no promise ring. I just think the idea of a promise ring is silly because like yeah. just have an engagement ring if that is like the the thing you're trying to do. Like an engagement ring serves the same exact purpose or just give someone a ring and don't call it anything. Oh, I, it's cute. Okay. Well, I think I think a promise ring is more like in high school oh, yeah, you do see. it because you're not going to get engaged in high school. Like adults don't give each other promise. I just r- don't understand what the promise is. Is the promise we're going to be together forever? Because, yeah. Like saying that in high school is like, you're going to be lo- exactly. That's why Drew didn't. Well, it worked for you. I, yes, but also I don't know. So my promise ring. Well, so my first. Do you want one, me to describe it? Yeah, that'd be nice. Okay, so it's um, is it supposed to be this color or it's changed to this color? Uh, I think it's <laughs> I think it's changed colors. All right, so it's like a dark gray. But I think it used to be silver. Okay, used to be silver, uh, with like a center oval, but the oval is horizontal, not vertical. Green stone, lime green. Okay. Was it like a peridot? Yeah, it's like a yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so, my birthstone. So you can have it. <laughs> it's um, a promise ring. So the first one was aquamarine, but I lost it. Oh, is aquamarine your birthstone? Yes. Oh. So it used to be the same exact promise ring, but with an aquamarine, and then I lost it. And then they were sold out of March, so he had to get the green. I one. think that they. I think it was sold out of March, <laughs> and I wanted to get garnet, which is his birthstone, your birthstone as well. And he was like, I don't like that color. So I was like, okay, so then you pick. And then he gave me this fucking ugly green color. <laughs> Well, now, you know, one person's ugly ring is someone else's birthstone ring. Exactly. Okay, it's ugly. Me. I don't like the, yeah. the color of my birthstone So, either. yeah. So, like this green, is my promise yeah. ring. Um, Amazing. Yeah. He did not keep, I mean, I guess he kept good on the How promise. How did he give it to you? I begged him to, and I said, I want a promise but, ring. But, like, what was the situation? Well. Like, you went out to dinner. You we, were sitting no, on the couch. N- no. So, we were at a craft show. Uh-huh. Uh, and we came across a booth, and I found the ring. And I said, I like this one. I want this <laughs> so one to be my promise ring. you literally had to beg it more. Yeah. I had to be like, I want this a promise ring. so Sarah to hear, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, I know. I know. So, like, it's, it's like the past 15 years has been me, like, begging for shit. So yeah, this is my promise ring. Um, wow. Honestly, I would not wear this again. <laughs> but I mean, I can't tell exactly what kind of promise ring Corey was going to give. 
Um, you can't tell what it looks like in the shot, but Eric says, oh, you guys must be the most precious couple in the universe. You're he's jealous. <laughs> he's jealous. He wants to give people promise rings. I don't think that he does. I just think he's just like, okay, whatever. Like, go on with your bad self. Do what you want. Um, I'm looking at this right now. He's wearing a ring. What ring is he wearing? He's re- wearing a ring on a his middle, middle finger. finger. Yeah. I don't know. It's just for style purposes. Suspicious. Yeah. So Topanga Wait, arrives. and he's wearing a pinky ring. <laughs> That's very suspicious. Don't you <laughs> um, so Topanga arrives. We find out her parents went on a cruise to Barbados. Um, and she said, no, I want to spend Christmas with Corey. Um, and so they decide to welcome her with the famous Matthews special eggnog. So Topanga, like literally... Like, Daniel Fischel doesn't even sip this. There's absolutely no way she even takes a sip of it. And she's just like, oh, this is really good. Not a second goes by. And she's just like, have you ever guys tried? Have you guys ever tried hot mold cider? And they yeah. all just like look like, um, no, we're an eggnog family, which you can have both. You right. Can have both. Like, why not yeah. both? Because I guess it's offensive to them to have both. Well, are you guys cider or eggnog people? Or both. I don't like, I don't know that I've ever even had eggnog, but like just the idea of it grosses me same. out. Same. So I would be definitely like a hot mold cider. Same. I just say I don't like it. I've never tried it, but I'm going to stick with I don't like it. Yeah. I wouldn't try good. eggnog yeah. with a 10 foot pole. Really? Ever. No, I wouldn't try it. Oh. But also I don't really like hot apple cider. So I don't oh, think I would have good. either. You don't like hot apple you cider? You could have cold apple cider. Missing. I like cold apple cider. And we have that a lot. The hot I'm sorry. mold cider is actually very good. Yeah. I love like a mold cider in the winter. It's yeah. delicious. What, what makes so, it mold? Um, is it like, it, it's not like I think it's alcoholic. like the way it's warmed. Like mold, it's mold with like spices, like mold oh, wine. Oh, yeah. got it. Got it, got it, got it's it. Really yeah. good. Um, but like, this is where I start to have beef with Topanga. Because she says, wait, if this is tradition, I would never want to interfere with tradition. And yet... For the remaining 20-something minutes of this episode, <laughs> all she's going to be doing is interfering with tradition. And then she, like, guilts them. She's like, well, my, is, you know, my family always had cider. And it's like, bitch, you could have just said, like, can we just have both? Like, is it a big deal? Yeah. Why can't she tell, like, why didn't she communicate this anyway? Being like, She could have brought her own she cider. She should Actually, you're right. She should have brought her own cider. Like, she, she brought her it, own angel star. Yes. If she wants it, then she has to bring it. I don't think. Or you can say, hey, like, because, you know, whenever you're having a guest over, like, Jess, like, when you slept over, I was like, what do you eat for breakfast? Like, what do you want in the house? Yeah. Like. They, I'm. They, she should have said like, "Hey, if you don't mind, can you get me this or like I like this or bring your own." Right. Yeah. She's been around long enough. She should be comfortable to ask. Right. Yeah, they've right. been dating exactly. since they were two. And apparently, so Alan sends um Eric out to get cider, which is nice of him to do. You know, just like okay, we'll get that for you. Don't worry. Um, and, uh, and so they ask like, is there anything else we could do? We want to make your Christmas like super enjoyable. Um, she's like, no, I'm really sorry. I'm putting you out. It's just my, you know, cider on Christmas is a family tradition. Um, and then, and she says, oh, that, and we go to our favorite evergreen tree farm and the rudeness in the tone of her voice, even though we're all thinking it, you're not supposed to say it is what the heck is that? When she looks at the, <laughs> the gross aluminum tree. It's so ugly. It's so ugly. Um, 
So, and then they have, like, colored ornaments. I bet they have colored lights. It's really disturbing. They definitely have colored lights. Yeah. And but the rest of their Christmas decorations look beautiful. Look fine. I and like the garland on like the banister. Like I've always wanted stairs in my house so I could do something like that. That's very lovely. Yeah. Um, I think that and I've I, Alan says like this is the tree that they've been using forever. I've never seen this tree before. We were watching five seasons. <laughs> I was of this. thinking that I was going to go back to the Christmas. Yeah, episode. I don't believe this is the tree. They the only other like Christmassy Christmas episode I can think of is like in season one. And like, I don't think this is the same tree. No, no. Um, but yeah, so like she's just like. Oh, well, you know, we should go, we should, and so then we immediately cut to a Christmas tree farm. Now, they're in Philadelphia. They went to fucking Vermont. I have a lot to say about this. I did a geography. Oh, okay. Oh, what's your analysis? Thank you. So later in the episode, he says, uh, was this tree worth the 600 mile drive to Vermont, which would be a 10 hour drive. So I googled tree farms in Vermont. There's the Elysian Hills Tree Farm. It's near the southern border of Vermont in a town called Dummerstown. Oh. And it's 270, two, sorry, 297 miles from Philly, which would be about a four and a half hour drive. Oh. So I'm thinking maybe he meant there and back. Because even Round to trip, the yeah. northern part of Vermont would only be seven hours, 500 miles. I also miles. just don't understand why they have to go all the way to fucking Vermont. Like you're telling me Philadelphia doesn't have any, or it's like Pennsylvania doesn't have any tree farms? Come on now. And at Christmas time, there's tree stands on every corner. Exactly. But no, she wants to cut down her own tree. I've, you could definitely do that. How There's many states do you have to drive through to get to Vermont? They have tree farms on the way. Yeah. yeah it's well, ridiculous to think that they're going all that way. I feel like it's because she wanted to go to her favorite evergreen tree farm. But like, even think farm. about it this way. If you're strapping the tree to the top of your car and driving back, you're going to have no needles by the time you get back <laughs> yeah, with all the highway true. driving. <laughs> Like, it's ridiculous. And then she says, like, oh, well, while we're here, we should get some syrup. Which, like, okay, girl, I can get with you on that. That one's reasonable. It is reasonable. That's reasonable. There's, like, a syrup thing on every corner. Um, So that one I don't take issue with. Uh, But who said, like, we'd be nuts not to? Was that Alan? He gets sassy. Yeah, that was funny. He gets very sassy. Yeah. As he's, like, lugging the tree on his back. Yeah. Yeah. I think that in this term, they should have compromised. Um, okay, we'll get a fresh tree. We'll cut it down, but we don't have to drive more than 30 minutes. But then they don't have to take down the aluminum tree. Like, put the aluminum tree in, like, the kitchen. You have other rooms probably they could stick it in. Yeah. Yeah. It is a pain to have to take your tree down and put a whole new one up. It was unreasonable, Topanga. Like, come on. Redecorate everything. So she, she does, she is appreciative. Um, and she says, this is my first Christmas away from my family. I want to thank you for making me feel a part of yours. And then she says, so what time on Christmas Eve do you guys open your presents? Ooh. And Eric is like, we open them on Christmas morning. And we get the like, oh, like, ma'am, we know what that O means. Yeah, the O is very telling, very telling. So this uh, I thought was strange because so in my family growing up, it was one present on Christmas Eve and everything else on Christmas morning. 
And so I feel like, again, Shelly, like you were saying, a compromise could be made here. Like everybody opened one gift. One on present. Eve, yeah. Right. We do pajamas on Christmas Eve. <gasps> we do, too. It's so fun. I know. I love new pajamas. Like that was like a thing we started a few years ago with my husband where I was like, let's get each other pajamas every year. So we always get new fun pajamas to be able to wear on Christmas Eve into Christmas. Yeah, we've done that since I was a kid. So that's fun. And then everything else is Christmas Day. Mm hmm. Sarah, what do you think about this as like a, a thing Topanga wants to do? How do you feel about Christmas Eve opening? I've heard families, especially Catholic families who, you know, do like the, their big dinner is Christmas Eve, right? Yeah. So like they That's have like... That's how my mom's family was growing up. They did yeah. all their stuff on Christmas So Eve. they have like 500 fishes and then they get all their presents, right? Like... There's a, it's fish dinner is like a big thing on Christmas Eve, I think, for Catholics. But my my parents or my I should say my mom's family always did presents on Christmas Eve. And I think it was because on Christmas Day they were like going from house to house or going places. Right. And it was I think that's easier. why they normally do it. But my question is, like, then how do you rationalize the Santa thing if you say if I you have no give clue. presents. I mean, to be honest, like Topanga's family definitely never believed in Santa. Yeah. Like they're probably like Mother Earth, like bestowed this gift upon you. Uh, so I, I guess that's probably our reasoning. But I don't understand how families can be like Santa yeah. and Christmas Eve only. Um. So, yeah, I think we can do one present on Christmas Eve and the rest like, this one didn't have to be given to Topanga. This one's a little bullshit. Yeah, I, I think there's a compromise to be made here. Um, So Eric wants to have a conversation with Corey, and he says, welcome to the rest of your life. And he's like, so what? She opens her presents on Christmas Eve. And he's just like, listen, this is about all of the things combined. Um, and he's like, she wants to open presents on Christmas Eve. She wants a real tree. And I love Corey. This is like one of my favorite moments this entire episode where Corey's just like, okay, so she makes purring noises when we make out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, back up, back up. What? Excuse me? Uh, this, this, okay, this is something like brand new that we've never learned about Topanga before. She apparently makes purring noises when they make out. Hmm. This is, this is, this might be bad. This is, I don't, I think I would be able, to, like, I would lose concentration if there were animal noises in the bedroom. Yeah, this is a lot. Um, I want to know, like, I, don't, I guess I don't want to know all the details, but I definitely want to know, like, you want when the is details. it that she's purring? Like, is she, she can't be purring when they're kissing. That seems a little bit difficult to do. Is so it, it must like, be when, like, he's, like, kissing her neck or something. Huh. And did she always do this? When did she start doing it? I yeah. imagine it couldn't have been from the beginning. I, That'd be like, weird. Instead of like soft moans, she just purrs. But also there's like a rolling R effect to a purr. That's what I'm saying. You can't be doing it when you're kissing someone. It makes sense. Maybe I should try. Please try and let us know. Yeah, yeah report exactly. back. I'll have report to report back. back. I don't think it's going to work out so I'm not going to do this because Will would probably divorce me. He'd be like, this is fucking weird. And he also listens yeah. to this podcast. And so yeah. I'm not well, married I'm not yet. Make you go I mean, I, I have no stakes in this. You're not married, but you do have two promise rings. Uh, you, well, one's lost and then <laughs> one is here. One is at Kane University. Who knows where? I looked for it. It was a big deal. And then I like remember crying to Drew on the phone and Drew's like, what the fuck is this? He was yeah. like, Corey, like this is going to be the rest of my life. Like I didn't like sign up for this. He was like, what so, do you want me to do? Like you're the one that lost it. Fair for him to say. Um, 
And so, yeah, so Eric's uh, point is that she's taking over Christmas now, but she's going to take over the rest of his life. Um, goodbye, Corey Matthews. Hello to whatever your Topanga name is. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, so apparently his Topanga name is Captain Take Me Shopping. <laughs> Which, well, I mean, this is not that bad. And I mean, does Eric have that much stake in this game? Because he was... Um, Desiree's bitch for a whole two episodes. Do you remember Desiree? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Desiree. I think that like Eric only cares because it's affecting him currently. True. He's passionate about his Christmas traditions. Yeah. Um, and so much so that he's very upset when Topanga says, wait till you see to that. I wait till you see what I have to put on top of the tree, which this is, a bridge too far for me mm -hmm. like you cannot mess with what people put on the top of their trees like this is not your tree sweetie like this is their tree yeah and people are very specific about like star angel santa like there's so many different variations yeah and they so apparently they have a cardboard noodle star which obviously is fucking hideous however i will say that it looks like it's very sentimental and so at that point, you can't fuck with that. You know, like you cannot fuck with the sentimental aspect, even though, in my opinion, anything that goes on the top of your tree should be lighted. It needs to have lights, in my mm. opinion. But. Yeah. Well, that's very advanced to have the lighted star on the top of your tree. I feel like that is. That's advanced? Is that not, not common? I feel like that's advanced. Like time, like they didn't have it in the 90s? No, I mean, like, that's like kind of pro decorations. Because also, like, how do you even get the, well. It I, plugs into the Christmas lights. Mm, I didn't have enough room. Oh, no, it wasn't room. My, uh, my, <laughs> my topper was too heavy this year to go on my new tree. So I didn't have a topper this year. Oh. So that, that's probably a faux pas. But no. I, don't I didn't have, have a topper for many years. What I did, because I was very, okay, I don't want to say I take Christmas very seriously, but I kind of do. Like, I take my traditions and, like, the starting of traditions very seriously. And so I didn't want to get a tree topper until I got the right tree topper. So for years, I just put a Santa hat on the top of it because <laughs> I needed to find the perfect tree topper. Eventually, I did. It's cute it's like a so it's a star and it's lighted but it's me it looks kind of like viney kind of like like a winery viney oh, yes. type of look yes i got it mm -hmm. and it goes with the overall aesthetic of like what my tree looks like and it your fake tree holds it because i feel like it's a problem that i'm having that my fake tree it doesn't but here's how i so get around you, that yeah how do you do it how do you fix it so we for some reason and i guess it all depends on your type of tree and your type of fake tree the top of my fake tree is like the the one piece at the top is very long. And so what we do is we bend it down and we wrap it around the base. That's what of I the do. That's what I do. That's what I yeah. tried to do. It just didn't work this year. I don't know. I'm going to have to no. figure it out or I'm going to have to enlist you to do it for me. I will help Which you. Is, I'm just saying yeah. like this is a serious faux pas on Topanga's part to like attempt to, especially because they have a sentimental star and she comes down with this massive angel. Like this thing is like yeah. over a foot tall. 
it's yeah she's like a porcelain angel she has like the porcelain angel wings and the frilly dress i mean like she's beautiful in her own right but she is not meant to go on the matthews tree maybe a compromise would have been you can get the tree or you can get the angel but you can't have both Yes, yeah, that would be this. that could be reasonable. They could have saved them a drive to Vermont. Yeah, Vermont. save a lot of time on Christmas Eve or whatever day this is. But I love um I love uh Eric being like, I'm gonna let her know our cardboard noodle star is going to our going on our tree. Or sorry, this is Corey, or I'm not Captain Take Me Shopping. And so she comes down, she's like, Hi guys, and behind Corey, Eric's just like Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he's like he guessed it was a guest <laughs> well yeah Topanga is like probably really not happy that like they're sharing their secret purrs but the thing that, I, that frustrates me about this episode and I think it's like a very good episode in terms of like these are real life things that happen when you are in a relationship and you have different traditions um but the thing that bothers me is like they dumbed down Topanga a lot in this episode where like it should be very obvious to anybody, especially as someone as astute and smart as Topanga, to realize like something is going on. And so he's like, Corey says, I have to tell you something. And she's like, let me guess. You love the angel. <laughs> and it's just like very obvious that that's not what he was going to say, you know? Yeah. I feel like Topanga is acting kind of crazy this episode. Like she's like acting and you can tell like it might be hard for Daniel Fischel because it feels like she's overacting and we never really get that from her, but she's definitely like overacting in this episode. And yeah. I feel like she knows that this is not her character. And yeah, really she's not, not very self-aware. No, she's yeah. not very self-aware. She's like too happy. She's like too smiley. I feel like she's acting like fake. I guess the only way I could like justify it in my own head is that Topanga feels so strongly about all of these traditions that she's like ignoring like she's realizes it but she's on, on purpose ignoring the signs you know yeah. she should have just went to Barbados <laughs> um so Eric tries to pull her aside and say listen we you know you're spending Christmas with the Matthews and so then she says if this is about the stem spending limit on presents I'm sorry I just saw something that was so Eric I had to get it and Eric immediately is just like I love you so much it's fine welcome to the family <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what gift she got him. Yeah. Another ring. Oh, Pinky yeah. Ring. One of his rings. Yeah. Like everyone got rings. It's how many. Wait, is that part of the like five the, golden rings? Five. So there's five rings. Ah, we might have solved it. Yeah. One for each of the Matthews family members. Everybody gets a golden ring. He has so, already two golden rings. He, he does. needs three more. And then he'll have five golden rings. A whole rings. hand. <laughs> one for each finger rings so Feeny enters and he says it's a christmas carol time so every year apparently Feeny comes over and reads a christmas carol to everyone no one ever asks him to he just does and so Feeny is just like it's tradition and so then topanga she should know better with Feeny, but she butts in and she's just like you know what would be fun and Feeny's just like tradition <laughs> she's like what if we took all the parts and acted them out I feel like Feeney actually probably would like this because it feels kind of like a class assignment. Um, but he's not about it. He does not like this as an idea. For me, it feels as though Feeney wants them to like pay attention to him and listen to the full story. Having them interact would help Feeney. 
I just think they're lucky to have Mr. Feeney come over and read them a story. I well, it's it's really nice, but we didn't ask for it. And I, I guess. feel like that's I would little... welcome it though. Would you? I like, would. If like your old next door neighbor, if it was wait. Mr. Feeney. Okay, no. If your across the street neighbor came over and was like, oh, I this wanna... actually is very close to home. Yeah, if it was like, I like love you guys. I really want to read you a story on Christmas. She would, would never. She would never get to the story because she would just be talking, talking about, about tangents for forty minutes. Yeah, I. I don't like. But it's different. My across-the-street neighbor is not my teacher. They have a relationship with Mr. Feeney. That's true. I just think it's sweet as a viewer. It's very sweet that he does this. And I love how he, like, thinks that something happened because he goes up to Corey and he's like, did someone... Yeah, he's so self-conscious. Yeah, he's like, did someone express a problem with how I read? If I was going (laughs) slow, I could pick up the pace. And, uh... And uh, he's all upset when Topanga suggests that Morgan could be Tiny Tim. He's like, I'm Tiny Tim and Scrooge and all of them. (laughs) I think that we could have given this one to Topanga. Like, I think that it is reasonable for everybody to get a part so that everybody can um, can participate and not fall asleep. I guess that's fair. Yeah. I guess so. I guess so. I think Topanga is unreasonable in like 90% of this episode, but I suppose this is one we could give in on, right? Yeah. You're still reading. You're still reading it. Like you're still going through it. You're still having that in your Christmas experience. It's just a little different. And if Feeney like really wants to take the role of Tiny Tim, he can have it. It doesn't have to go to Morgan. Yeah. 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 So Corey's starting to get bothered by all of this. Meanwhile, we have Jack and Sean celebrating their first Christmas together, and it's so cute. And there's another tinsel tree. It's very tinsel tiny. everywhere, actually, in this apartment. I hate tinsel. They like went to the dollar store, and that's where they got all yeah. their decorations. Probably, yeah. Um, and so apparently Jack usually goes to oh my gosh, some French place, Val something or other, um, to ski the French Alps, um. And so, yeah, they're like, well, what? how should we celebrate? You know, we've never done this. And Sean says something very sweet. He says, when I was a kid, I used to always wonder what it would be like to celebrate Christmas with my brother. And now I'm going to get that chance. And it's very sweet. Like, they're, they don't have any traditions together for obvious reasons. But I like that they're, like, embracing that. They're embracing that, like, at least we'll spend our Christmas together, even if we don't know what we're going to do yet. Yeah, this is, like, a sweet moment for the um, sh- the brothers the hunters, the hunter brothers. I was about to call them the strongs. Just to, like writer <laughs> strong. I was like, no, nope, that's not right. That's not right. Uh, so I thought that this was nice. They're trying to like figure out like what they can do together. And as long as they're together, um, but they are just still trying to figure out what to do. Um, no Chet, no Verna. Yeah, very strange, right? We don't even hear anything about Sean's family. Yeah. It is very strange. This show loves to just like forget things happened or like rewrite history or just ignore the fact that Sean actually does have a family that exists and lives like not far away. It's very I know they they, they've given up on chat. Somebody gave uh, the uh, Jack and Sean and Eric a Hanukkah card, which I think is very nice. It was on top of their fridge. Oh, like, I didn't notice that. Yeah. I noticed a menorah, like a tiny one, in their apartment. Oh, so maybe the hunters are partially Jewish. Who knew? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, we don't like, know. Maybe Jack is. All right. That could be true. Yeah. Yeah, one of his know. family members. Yeah. Um. So let's take a quick ad break, and then we'll get into 
Topanga's decision to wake people up at 3 a.m. We will be <laughs> right back. Okay, we're back. <sighs> Topanga decides that being up alone at 3 a.m. isn't enough. She must wake up Corey. And so knock, knock, knock. Um, and Corey, of course, thinks that this is for nefarious reasons. And he's just like, Ooh. come on in. <laughs> so did you guys have cloud pajamas when you were like, that's a very 90s yes. thing, I feel like. If, were, did you even grow up in the 90s if you didn't have cloud pajamas, Sarah? I, I definitely did. Well, yeah, like my wallpaper. I was just going to say, you might not have had cloud pajamas, but you took it one step further and had cloud wallpaper. Yeah, I had cloud wallpaper. I I might have had cloud pajamas. But yeah, this was definitely a common motif. Um, Definitely. Yeah. How can you go to sleep without seeing clouds in the 90s? It's impossible. Um, This is fucked up. Do not wake me at 3 o'clock or any (laughs) time. To talk, and I don't, like, know why, like, Boy Meets World is making this, like, a thing that, like, Like all women, yeah, yeah, all women wake up at three o'clock and want to talk. Yeah, I don't appreciate this being thrown on us. First of all, I will never just voluntarily wake up at 3 a.m., and I certainly wouldn't, like, unless it was, like, I was having, like, a panic attack or, like, I had a really bad nightmare or something. Like, then I could see, like, waking up your partner just to get a little bit of, like, someone to talk it through. But, like, the fact that she makes this seem like this is a nightly occurrence or, like, something that happens often is, like, a bit much, I think. Um, She's like, oh, I just want to think about things. It's like, at 3 a.m., you want to think about things? I'm really worried about their like sleep score if they're like waking <laughs> up every single day. Put a Fitbit on them on three yeah, o'clock. Yeah, find out. And yeah, this why is stressing Topanga so badly at 16 years old that she has to wake up at three o'clock every single day? Yeah. You don't have bills to pay, bitch. Imagine when she's older, she'll be up. She just won't be able to sleep. She won't she's, be able to sleep. Yet. Yeah, That's with two children and a job, a lawyer job. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No, I've never woken up at three o'clock and Me either. wanted to talk with Drew. Never. Yeah. So like they have this whole conversation where she says, you know, what I'm thinking about is like, you know, you like your eggnog and the aluminum tree. And I know you understand I have my traditions, too. She's like, we all have our tradition, our own traditions. And I love Corey saying, one of my favorite is sleeping when it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she says, we're not the same people. Sometimes the way that I would do things is totally different than the way you would do things. And he's like, yeah, I know. And she's like, I knew you would. Um, it's just, I knew you would understand. Yeah, it's like, okay. Um, and she's like, it's good to know the rest of our lives you'll get up with me at three in the morning to talk about these things. And it's just like, ma'am. How was this something that was pressing? Like, how was this necessary to have a conversation at 3 a.m. about? And, like, I don't understand what the resolution even was. Like, I understand you're we're different. Okay, great. I'm so happy you know that now. Back to bed. I think she just had to say her part. It was resolved. But then Corey can't go back to sleep. Now it's his problem. Yeah, now he's going to be haunted by this at all times. And that's, like, the, the main issue why, like, I don't want to be woken up is because if you wake me up, then I'm not going back to sleep. And that's so what now, happens to Corey. Yeah, which is exactly what happens to Corey. And then he has to meander downstairs for goodness knows what. Probably milk, which is, like, the that was the most cursed thing when we were 90s, like, 
oh, to fall back asleep, drink some warm, warm milk. Warm milk. Yeah. Fucking disgusting. Ugh, no, thank you. I mean, I never did that. Did you? Like, I was probably given it uh, as, like, to help me go to sleep. But I don't know. Like, when we were kids, like, that's all we heard. Like, if you're tired yeah. or if you're not tired, drink some warm milk. Well, like, I think when it's warm, it, like, releases something that does make you sleepy. Oh, is that what it is? I think so. Interesting. But, like, not turkey? Sure, though. Yeah. Yeah. Not uh, Probably not the same thing. Mm. But, right. yeah, maybe not. So, Corey is stuck up. And so, he goes downstairs and Alan is like hanging out making model airplanes and he's like what are you doing and he's just like oh I'm always up because apparently this is the thing that Amy does too Alan are you up yes pumpkin and she just says let's talk and then she talks until she falls back asleep it's like why the fuck is this someone people are doing something people are doing every single night this is too much it's not true it's not true I don't think I've ever this is a myth this is a myth. Also, if you are like tapping into something like a model airplane where you have to use like all Find of your consciousness, skills. then you're not helping yourself go back to sleep. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Like it's read a helping. book or I don't know, listen to your Walkman, something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, Corey is pressed because he's learning all these new things about Topanga in like less than eight hours and I love how Alan's like and that's bad and Corey's just like well I thought we were like so much alike and that's why we get along so well and Alan says oh so when you get to the point where you think uh where you think that she's you you find out she's her and he's like well what am I supposed to do about this and Alan's instead of having like a nice father-son conversation he hands Corey a model airplane kit and is like, this will solve everything. I've been saving this for each one of my sons, which, by the way, you have two sons. You just say I've been saving <laughs> this for them. both of my sons. Um, yeah. Ridic- and what, like Morgan can't have a model airplane? Well, Morgan you- will be the one waking up her husband at 3 a.m. You exactly. going based on the patterns of the show. So, so stupid. stupid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really liked this moment up until that, right? Like, I thought Alan was going to have this, like, great speech. Because, like, we've come to know and appreciate some of the father-son bonding in this show. And so when we didn't get the great speech about, like, well, it's sometimes it's your differences that will bring you together and you'll start your own new traditions and you'll and I'll, I'll, maybe a speech about compromise. We didn't get any of that. It's like, boy meets world, get your shit together. Remember what you did in season one? Yeah. No. Um, Alan only has enough good advice for uh, Eric. I also think it's 3 a.m. and maybe that's not his prime advice giving hour, you know. Maybe he's like, you're interrupting like model airplane time for me. And I'm like kind of annoyed about it. (laughs) Yeah. And so then Corey wakes up in the morning and Topanga seems chipper as ever. Um, And she made something very sweet. She made pancakes shaped like Christmas trees, which is adorable. But like, ma'am. let him put the syrup on his pancakes, like even with the like what is it, uh, confectioner's sugar you're putting on top yeah. of the snow, they still could use some syrup. His yeah. his face when she does that just cracks me up. <laughs> yeah. He's so disturbed. He's so offended. He's so, I mean, yeah. yeah like dry those ass are pancakes. Exactly. Such dry pancakes. Why can't he have syrup and They drove to Vermont for it. Exactly. use it? It's yeah. trash. Yeah. Now she's just like controlling him, to be honest with you. Yeah. 
And he's very upset. So he's like excuses himself to go take out the garbage cans. And she's like, there's no collection on Christmas Eve. It's like Topanga, just let him have a moment by himself. Um, and then she says something that, oh, oh, my gosh, it just pisses me right off when she says somebody got up on the wrong side of the bed. It's yeah. Like, Ma'am, let people live their lives. Sometimes not pe- people aren't in a good mood. It's passive aggressive it to be told that you got up on the wrong side of the bed. I just think it's funny that he would rather stand out by a garbage can for two weeks than eat pancakes. <laughs> that's fair at least take a bite of the pancake or something yeah like i think it was very sweet that topanga made christmas tree shaved pancakes but let him eat the pancakes that we want i agree again a compromise let him have syrup and then you can sprinkle the snow on the pancake yeah yep and so then uh she says here a glass of orange juice will wake you up and so he drinks it and he's like what the fuck is this (laughs) some grape juice in or grapefruit juice in so speaking and, firsthand, it's yeah. not that terrible. It's no, very it's subtle. It's delicious. I think the issue is that it's definitely not as sweet as orange juice is. Like the grapefruit. Yeah, grapefruit you, has like a bitter taste almost. Yeah, it gives you a tartness. Yeah. But uh, I mean, like, I think it's delightful. I thought it was great. And I think that he 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 says orange juice on its own is very delightful. He's got to um, loosen up a little yes. on that. Uh, yeah, I think this is a bit silly to get so upset about because if you really don't like it, then just pour yourself a glass of orange juice. Like, I don't I think it's just everything is adding up at this. point. Yeah, he's just getting mad for the sake of getting mad. Yeah, yeah. She wants to go for a walk. And then um, and then she says, along the way, I can show you the route that we can go caroling with. No. No, I'm not going caroling. I'm not going singing. That's this not happening. This is some bullshit. It's Christmas Eve. You can't force people to go caroling. It's, so he goes, um, and she was like, it's Christmas, though. We'll sing together. And he goes, no, you're not hearing me. I can't sing. I don't like to sing. I get embarrassed when I sing. I'm with Corey on this. Yeah. And I, I think it's, like, good that, like, Corey's like, look, this really makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't want to sing at all. This is how I feel when people ask me to go karaoke karaoke oh yeah you're not a fan i don't like karaoke yeah i get embarrassed i can't sing in theory it sounds like a great time but it's not it's caroling or karaoke both both no i like no. karaoke but i don't need to do the caroling situation. i gotta tell you if somebody knocks on my door and starts singing at my door yeah. to me i'd be like please leave me the fuck alone <laughs> yeah it's true yeah. i've never been caroled at I've have been- you jess no. Yeah. I would be like, please go away. Like, I do not want to hear you saying it's I like when you're strangers come to my door in general, especially yeah. not if I open the door and then they're singing at me. Because what is your reaction supposed to be? You just yeah. stand there and listen. Do you clap? Do you like sing along? Like, what the fuck are you supposed to do? I don't know. And it's like whenever somebody rings my doorbell, I feel like an immense panic. <laughs> like <Yeah>. dread. <laughs> yeah, so much dread. Like, oh no, like you they're out the to arrest you, like, me. Poke your head to the window and see who it is first. Yeah. Oh, it's but it's like always like a man, and you're like, what the fuck do you want? And like, I don't know why, but we we get a lot of solicitors here. Do you? Yeah, we do. And guess what? I don't answer the door for them anymore. I need to stop answering the door. Yeah, because it's always like, like hi, like we're, um, like uh, like we we're 
like um we kill mice and and like bugs i'm like no like please like go away or like oh my gosh the um the census people the census people are always knocking the damn door i fill out my census leave me alone yes i filled mine out too we were sitting outside and they came so we couldn't avoid them oh god I, I'm always like, no, I filled out the census months ago. Don't come to my door. So Corey is at enough. He says, I like opening presents on Christmas morning. I miss our aluminum tree. We're two different people and we're not going to change that. So he ends up at the um, at the apartment of Jack and Sean. And uh, in like Sean is like, wow, you walked out on Topanga on Christmas Eve. He's yeah. like, Corey, you should go back. And he's just like, no, I'm not going to go back. Um, and it's just like, it's a whole thing. And then I love Jack being like, you know, I don't really know Topanga. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know her, but I do know she's acting like horrible. (laughs) Yeah. And so Corey says I was going to give her this ring. That meant we were going to be together forever. And, uh, he says, I started learning all these new things about her. What kind of a human puts grapefruit juice in orange juice? (laughs) When you move in with somebody, you learn so much stuff that you wish you didn't yeah. know about the it's other true. person. And it is really like the very worst. Eye opening. It's very eye opening because everybody yeah. does things like certain ways and it's always so annoying. Like And you're never prepared for it. Remember I feel like when people don't tell you that. I know. Remember when like I first moved in with Drew and all the water bottles? Yes. Remember the water bottle thing? Where like I found out that like Drew, what was it? Like, he you leaves them on, like, his a bedside table or something. He leaves water bottles. Are they empty like, or they're like little bits of water left in no, them? No, they're empty, but like he would just leave. They were everywhere. You sent me, you would they send were- me pictures and they'd be like <laughs> his side of the bed. There'd be like six on the nightstand and yes. like on the floor. They'd be everywhere. So many water bottles. He's very hydrated. He's very hydrated, but. <laughs> It's like it's those quirks like Drew doesn't like how there's always something like in our sink where like I leave, I'm, I agree with him like I leave like sometimes like my hair curler I leave it in the sink in or the some, sink oh, oh the bathroom the sink, sink are you the talking? bathroom oh. sink yeah like he doesn't do you like leave that. it in the sink. So it doesn't burn the counter, right? Yeah. But usually they have the little stand so that it doesn't do that. Uh, Maybe that's a compromise. Yeah. No, 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 no. He just doesn't want anything on the vanity. Also, like the Q-tips. There's always like Q-tips about. So I do stuff too. Well, I mean, you know, he's got water bottles everywhere. What's the difference? Yeah. The comic books. are actually smaller. Yeah. Remember, like there was one time I sent you a video where it was like, it looks like I have a frat boy (laughs) living. A frat boy or like a 12 year old. Yeah. A very thirsty 12 year old. Very very thirsty. (laughs) And the amount of socks. (laughs) It's ridiculous. So Sean says, I am but a simple idiot. But one thing I do know is that you and Topanga are just like grapefruit juice and orange juice. And he's like, what? You shouldn't be together yet. Somehow you are. Um, what does and, that mean? Uh, and he says uh, that I love Jack. You know, I'm sure I'll get to know her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'll be on for three more seasons. And I'll get to know her enough and we'll go yeah. to the same college. I'm sure that that's <laughs> what's going to happen. And so Sean says, me and Jack don't have one thing in common, but we're spending Christmas together trying to find one similarity. And uh, and so then Topanga arrives and she said, like, no, you're upset with me. I'm sorry. I love you. And if you never want to go caroling with me, you don't have to. Uh, I'm sorry. My family traditions are different than yours. But I'll be waiting back at the house whenever you want to come back. 
Um, and Corey says he, you know, he needs to think. Um, and so he says, I'm going to fall asleep watching TV because, or watching the Christmas Carol on TV because I can't fall asleep to Feeney reading it. Um, <laughs> what a sad sack. <laughs> it is sad. Like he should just accept Topanga's like apology here and just go back yeah. with her. She, yeah. He's being a little bit of a diva. Um, why is Jack listening in on this conversation? Jack, apparently he like doesn't want to go spend time on his beautiful balcony. Instead, he's eavesdropping. Yeah. Um, I think that he should have just came home now. Like she gave the apology. Yeah, I agree. It's ridiculous. Um, And like she doesn't have to apologize that their traditions are different. It just she has to apologize that she's like monopolizing. Yeah. The way that they do things. Yeah. Like, everything has to be her way. That's what she kind of missed the point of, like, what she should be apologizing yeah. for. Yeah. Not her best episode. No, no, it's not her best episode. But we do learn that Sean and Jack both love ice skating. And it is so adorable when they find that out. They're like, oh my gosh, yay, let's go do it. And we could go ice skating on every Christmas. Oh, that's adorable. That's adorable. And, like, Corey it. watching them, like, made this realization. He's like, whoa like (laughs) how is this possible they found one thing in common it was so cute yeah i guess so i guess it was cute now they can go ice skating um so then of course we have Corey watching a christmas carol and he gets woken up by mr feeney who's playing the ghost of christmas future can we talk about how many uh how much eggnog he's drank it's he disgusting. Consumed so much eggnog. He has finished three cartons of eggnog. That's gross. I'm sure it's churning in his stomach. I don't know how you wouldn't throw up from that because it's a dairy th- product, right? I think you would. That's like when people yeah, are doing eggnog the milk is, challenge. It's very heavy. It's thick. Yeah. It's Ugh. thick. Well, just the thought of it is disgusting. I know. So that's Ugh. those containers are half gallons. Yeah. So he had one and a half <laughs> gallons of eggnog. <laughs> He had this dream with Feeney. <laughs> this is an eggnog fever dream. It's an eggnog fever dream. No. Um, Mr. Feeney in this hat is incredible. I love it. He looks great. It's everything you could ever want. And I feel like Feeney playing the ghost of Christmas future makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so he says, I'm here to show you what will become of you if you stick to the path you've chosen. Uh, and he goes, oh, hey, look, there's Eric. And Eric has, like, no hair. He's going bald. Yeah, he has, like, the whole, like, top of his head completely bald and then just the thing on the side. Yeah, they gave him, like, the most unflattering hair, hair. loss. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that would be Eric's worst dream if he lost That's his amazing true. You're hair. You're right, actually. It looks like Mr. Feeney's uh, vest is leopard print. <laughs> like, go back. It's a choice. It's a choice. He Feeney loves a I leopard didn't notice print that till note now. It, a leopard print moment. Yeah. It's, yeah. And so, uh, it is. So <laughs> it is. It's it's a look. Um, Eric comes home and he says, "I got your aluminum tree, your eggnog, and I had all your pants let out." And so then Corey comes out and it's like a different actor playing him, but he's like a little chonkier than he was before. Like no shade. Like it's people gain weight and they get older. He also got shorter in the future. <laughs> he shrunk. He shrunk. Yeah. Probably from only eating pancakes. Yeah. yeah he was so like, apparently that's the only thing he's eating. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner is tree-shaped pancakes. And 3 a.m. 
Yeah, and three with <laughs> with confectionate sugar. I just think that's funny. I just had a very specific memory of watching this episode and remembering this exact scene. Yeah. yeah. I think that they just found the first curly-haired actor. On <laughs> that the- walked across. <laughs> yeah, that, like, walked in the sound studio. Like, you'll do. You're good enough. Yeah. Um, and he's like, okay, great. Do you like pancakes? Me- You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> show me how Topanga ended up without me. Look how, let's see how horrible and miserable she is. Um, and so we see Topanga, and he thinks she's alone, but no, it's with Jack. And so Jack apparently is her husband. And he says, I don't really know you too well, but thanks for marrying me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, and, but like they knew each other well enough to like consummate their marriage and With have three, three children. Yeah. Three little blonde children. That's and what the, they got. And the son looked exactly like Jack. Wow. Right? Yeah. He looks exactly like him. They did a pretty good job. They did a pretty good job. Yeah. They live at the Matthews house. How did Topanga... Like, buy the Matthews house. What a sick and twisted thing for her to do. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I will live here. Yeah. Uh, and he says, yeah, so, oh, my gosh, those are supposed to be my kids. And so they say, all right, children, it's Christmas Eve. Time to open presents. And so Corey's like, you see, everything is her way. And so Feeney says, look at the tree. And it's aluminum. And he says, Topanga would never have an aluminum tree. And uh, and he says, how did Jack get her to do that? And he said, perhaps he never ran out of the house like a coward, <laughs> like a coward. Yeah. Um, re- perhaps he realized that the spirit of love brings compromise and that when two people grow together, they start their own traditions. So That's a good sentiment. A speech yeah. I was hoping for It's just coming in. The, yeah. In the well, way of Feeney. yeah. Feeney, I mean, Feeney gives the good advice. Yeah, Feeney gives great advice, especially because I feel like it makes sense that he is. Uh, what's the character's name in this? Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah. Wait, that's the one who shows all the flashbacks? Not the flashbacks. Oh, oh, no, I think like he's the one that like needs to watch the flashbacks. Yeah, but what's the other one? The Ghost of Christmas Future. No, it's Ghost of Christmas Past, isn't it? The past. There's past, future, present, present. And, future. and then the future is like the Grim Reaper usually, oh right? What? Oh, no, that's just my version. Everyone's yelling at us about this podcast. I honestly don't know and I'm so sorry. I don't know a Christmas carol very well. The only one I really remember is I thought it usually is like an angel of death that comes in. The only one I remember is Scrooge McDuck's version. <laughs> no, I didn't watch Scrooge McDuck. Oh my god, what kind of nineties child are you? Uh, I don't know. Scrooge McDuck is iconic. I've honestly, I would always want to jump into a pile of money, even though you'd probably die. I just want <laughs> money. I don't need to jump in it. I'll just take it. Just spend it. Um, and uh, just live. it's like, oh, you know everything, don't you? And Feeney says, oh no, Mister Matthews, this is your dream. I'm merely in it. Um, and uh. And so, yeah, so I think this is when, yeah, so he, we have Corey trying to talk to Topanga through the window and he says, we can have Christmas your way and then next year maybe we can have it my way and then the year after that we'll combine everything. Um, and he's like, uh, Topanga can't hear you and Topanga and Jack say I love you to one another. Oh, uh, that's, that's terrible. They don't love each other. They barely know each other. I, Corey just poor Corey stares through the window <laughs> like blowing air at the glass. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, no. And then, um, so then we go back to Topanga at the Matthews house and she says, oh, I, you know, I feel so bad. I've ruined your Christmas. I just wanted to be a part of your family. I didn't mean to push Corey away. And then Corey's singing the first Noel outside of the door, which is very cute. Yeah, he kind of does suck at singing. I think he redeems himself, though. I mean, he's had a rough couple of episodes. Yeah. I think yeah, the show's growth. True. This is true. Corey's been a shithead for two episodes <laughs> in a row. And so it's been nice to have. We're on Corey's side for the most part this episode, I think. Yeah. He didn't have to run out. It's a little immature. It is. But, hey, but I think doing this redeemed it. Yes. He didn't just come back and say, I'm sorry. He compromised and yeah. is singing carols. Yeah. He was like, you know what will make you feel better if I sing? Just like how last episode, he was like, I'll make you feel better by dancing to you. <laughs> dancing <laughs> at stuff. you. Yeah, um, it's hot stuff. Yeah, he expresses himself through song. Uh, so he gives Topanga their promise ring. He says, it means we're going to be together forever. And she says, you mean you want to be together with me, even though we're so different from each other? And he says, yeah. He says, don't give me a present because you already did. Um, and so then he opens his present and she got him a promise ring. Oh, I love it. And Jessica. How- Is that a thing to give a guy a promise ring? No, okay. I, don't, I don't think so. Just I it should be. I feel like it should be reciprocated, reciprocal, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I think there's some men that, like, when you get engaged, people are like, why do you just get a piece of jewelry? I want a ring, yeah. too. And then they yeah. wear a ring. I got Will a watch when we got engaged. Oh, that's nice. That's a nice gesture. Yeah, because I thought it was stupid that I was the only one who got something. So, that's like, so I nice, bought him Jessica. You're such a modern woman. I am. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, I don't think men want promise rings. I think they want to be ringless. I think a lot of men, depending on obviously what they do for a living as well, because if you're doing something with your hands or even if you're like a doctor or something, like you're probably not wearing a lot of jewelry on your hands. Does Will wear his wedding ring like 24-7? No. Oh, okay. Doesn't bother me. When was the last time he wore his ring? I don't know. I don't really look. I don't pay attention. He has oh. some of those like silicone ones too that he can wear. Yeah. yeah. I think he mostly just wears it for like special occasions. I thought it like would Christmas. bother me, but it's honestly not something that's ever bothered me because it's like if somebody wants to hit on him, like by all means, go ahead. Like, I don't <laughs> really care. She's not jealous. She doesn't have a jealous bone in her body. It's a very special talent. Well, I'd say if someone wanted to hit on Steven, I'd be like, Good luck. You, yeah. you can take them. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I don't think, like, it wouldn't bother me at all. So it doesn't bother me. Like, I don't think it bothers him if I don't wear my ring either. Because it's like, that doesn't, yeah, it's like a symbol of, like, our marriage or whatever. But, like, yeah, right. that's all it is. It's an item. Are you wearing it now? Yeah. There you go. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Well... So now everyone's happy and we get like everybody, including Sean and Jack um, for Christmas and we're doing an exchange and then it's time. For and they're theme. opening presents. I they're think this is still presents. technically Christmas Eve. Wow. OK, so then there is compromise. Um, so then Feeney gathers everybody around to tell the story. That's very nice. Um And then we get like a little like thing into the future, like an hour later and everybody's asleep yeah and this is but this is like their tradition is that they fall asleep while Feeney is reading is that like what Feeney wants here I thought that <laughs> to put want, everyone to sleep yeah, to put everybody to sleep like here he does that at school you would want you would think that yeah. like he wants everybody to be like awake and participate Morgan is sprawled across four people <laughs> 
This is yeah. this is a lot. Jack and Sean have slid onto the floor, and I love. I I feel like maybe Feeny doesn't want them to fall asleep, but it's just like tradition that they do because he closes the book and he just goes bah humbug. Yeah, yeah. I think Feeny's sour. If Feeny just compromised and let everybody read a part, then we wouldn't have everyone a problem. would be awake. Yeah, everybody would be awake enjoying the holiday. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but overall, I liked this episode. Like, I thought it, it brought me back to, like, earlier seasons where we actually had, like, a moral of the story. And, like, I thought it was a cute way to do a Christmas carol on Boy Meets World was this this method. I thought it was very adorable. I like this episode. Yeah, I thought that it was cute. It's, like, always hard when you see Topanga, like, having a bad moment or not yeah. being reasonable or any of our characters, really. Um, but it did have a moral of the story that, you know, you have to compromise, especially in relationships, which is extremely true. Shells, what do you think about this episode? I liked it. I always love a Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, not Topanga's best. I love Topanga. But I think Corey at the end redeemed himself from the last few episodes. Yeah. yeah. Do you think I think they- this is a tough episode for Topanga. It's a tough look for her because this is not the Topanga we usually see. Like I said before, yeah. I just think like the lack of self-awareness and like lack of like caring about how other people feel in this episode feels express expressly not topanga you know yeah some people just get crazy at christmas time that's (laughs) that's true that's true i mean like you get so like like passionate about your traditions exactly exactly so like i don't mind the fact that she loves her traditions everybody's like that but they I, i hope that like well, I'm never going to find out because I will never watch Girl Meets World. But I hope that they figured it out in the future. Yeah, I won't watch it either. But let's just fingers crossed they did. I hope um, so. So next week we're covering two back to two episodes again. So in case you're watching along with us, make sure you watch episodes 12 and 13. Raging Corey and the Eskimo. Oh, I, I don't remember. Either I don't remember right either of these episodes. No. So we'll see what happens because we're getting up to like some wild wild stuff here on point yeah yeah season five is really wilding out like mm-hmm. i'm excited um shells you're not on the social media but do you have I'm anything not. to like promote or maybe ooh, maybe like a piece of like um like something that you recommend like a book or a tv mm-hmm. show or something that you love oh you're putting me on the spot well why don't you think about it and then we'll give our plugs and we'll like okay. we'll go back to you <laughs> so um so you can find us at uh shit 90s pod on twitter and instagram www.shitnendiespod.com um, of course, we do our weekly Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek coverage, as well as monthly bonus content. Um, so check that out. Jessica and I also covered the Gilded Age on the post show recaps um, platform or, you know, um, network. network. Thank you. That's the word. It starts with an N. Yes. Uh, so check us out there. We have a lot of fun uh, covering that show. Totally different for us, but mm-hmm. still really really great and you can find me at sarah ferguson uh jess what are you up to these days 
Yeah, so you can always find me on post-show recaps, covering the show community on community building. I'm also covering the Apple TV Plus show, The After Party, um, where we used to, we were doing it in like a binge way before, but now we're doing it weekly. So those will come out on Fridays. Um, And then also coming up, I believe the podcast will have dropped by the time this comes out. I'm going to be podcasting about the Amazon Prime show upload. It's season two is premiering soon. So we'll have a couple of podcasts to like ease you in, let you give you some time to catch up on season one if you want to. So that'll be coming out also on Post Show Recaps. So check all that out and more. You can always find me at the Jess Sterling on Twitter and I retweet everything I'm involved in. So Go check me out there as well. Shelly, do you have any ideas on anything that you want people to check out? Anything that sparked your interest lately? Um, I still can't think of anything. So no. That's but fine. I'll get back to you. <laughs> That's fine. You know what? Like, I don't want you people to do anything but listen to our podcast anyway. So That is true. That's yeah. the only thing people should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for joining. Thank you us. for having me. You're this was star. fun. Thank you. This are was you, a lot of fun. Are you ready I'm to start honored. your own podcast now? I mean, maybe. Yeah. That's what I'll come back and promote when I'm ready. Yeah, there your you own podcast. And yeah. then Plan. you'll just take us over. I don't know about that. We'll see. We'll see. Only time can tell. But thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, We'll see you next week for episodes. What is it? 13 and 14? Episodes 12 and 13. 12 and 13. All right. Bye. Bye. See, this is what I don't. I don't end the podcast. So I wanted to see if you would do it without. I don't even remember. I don't remember. Okay. Thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) Is that how you end it? Yeah, that's how you end it. Bye, everybody. Shit 90 shows taught me. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.